The fog continues to roll in. The dark of night deepens until all is black. Ahead, a rocky shoal beckons where certain tragedy awaits. Your ship plows forward, pushed by the storm. Just as your hope begins to subside, you see it. The light from the lighthouse that guides you to safety. Faithfully kept by the lightkeeper. Hi friends, welcome to Lessons from the Lightkeeper, a special series of the Ed Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Jackson, and I want to thank you for spending time with me today. I'm incredibly excited about the amazing feedback that this special series has received. From the text messages, to the emails, to the social media shout-outs, to the DMs, thank you so very much for all of the encouragement that you've provided me over the last week since the last podcast episode in this special series was released. I shouldn't be surprised, though. Educators are absolutely encouragers. Educators push, but they do so with great love. They challenge, but they do so with support. They absolutely expect the very best from their students and their colleagues, but they do that while providing encouragement. And I want to thank you for all of the encouragement and thank you for all of the positive feedback. This special series is based in this moment around the metaphor of the lighthouse as the schoolhouse. In this moment with a pandemic and with everything that's going on in our country and around the world, Students need safe harbor. They need that place where they feel safe, where they feel secure, where they feel loved and cared for, and where they find hope. Schools around our country are returning to in-person learning. For some school systems, like the school system I serve, we've been in an in-person learning model since mid-August. We are now examining the possibility with others in our state of potentially transitioning to all students being back in our elementary schools as recently allowed by our governor. As each school continues in its journey back to what we're used to with all students being present every day, in that moment, there's a lot of concern. There's a lot of worry. There's a lot of fear. And it's not just on the part of the students, and it's not just on the part of parents. It's also on the part of educators. It's on the part of ed leaders. As we all face uncertain times, knowing that we don't know everything that we will know as we continue through this pandemic. I want you to know how much I appreciate your work in this area. I appreciate your work in shining that light into the lives of students, into the lives of their families, into the lives of the community. You are light keepers, keeping that light shining bright. And just like the men and women who served the lighthouses and serve today the lighthouses on the coast of our country, ensuring that light is shining out into the night and is shining out into the storms, it's our responsibility as the light keepers in this moment, to keep that light shining bright. And so I do hope that you've enjoyed the lessons from the light keeper and enjoy today's lesson. First lesson we started with was belief lights the light. 
The light that shines out from the schoolhouse is the light of that which we believe in. We believe in children. We believe they can be successful. And that lights the light. The second lesson was passion energizes the light. The energy from the work comes from working in the area of our passion. When we're passionate about making a difference, when we're passionate about helping students achieve their potential, that passion energizes our work, energizes ourselves, and energizes the light. But you know, I may believe in something. I may be passionate about something. But nothing changes unless I take the first step. You've heard the saying, every single journey begins with the first step. My friends, the third lesson from the Light Keeper is initiative activates the light. So the light's been lit by our belief. It's been energized by our passion. But the switch that activates the light is initiative. It's taking that very first step. It's being willing to do the hard work, knowing that hard work's ahead of us, but getting started. Sometimes it seems as if that's the hardest part. I hope that with everything that's going on, that you have the opportunity to practice self-care, that you give yourself an opportunity to take care of yourself, a time to reflect, a time to decompress and de-stress. For me, that's running or riding my bike. I started running on an almost daily basis back in 2012. It's a story for another day, but I'll simply say my son challenged me to get off the couch. And it was his challenge that actually pushed me forward to take the first step to get out the door to start running. And once I did, I discovered very quickly, I love to run. I really enjoy running. I love having the opportunity to get away from everything else and really reflect on all that's going on. I find myself replaying conversations or brainstorming solutions to tricky problems that might be present in the moment. When I get back from a run, I feel so awesome that I accomplished that run. Regardless of the speed or the number of miles, it just makes me feel great. It's ironic. As much as I love running, as good as I feel when I finish running, I almost hate to go running. It's difficult for me, even though I run almost every single day, it's difficult for me to go out the door to go for a run. I feel myself thinking about it might be cold outside or it might be too hot or I may be sore from yesterday and all the thousands of excuses that can fill our brains. But I push through the first step. I get out the door. I begin to run and it never fails. Four, five steps into the run and it hits me. I love this. I'm sure you've had that experience as well. Getting started on something and then once it's started, finding yourself finding enjoyment in whatever the activity is, or putting off something, and then finally making yourself start. And once you start, you realize it really wasn't as bad as you thought it might be. That first step is absolutely crucial. As a principal, I worked for a superintendent. His name is Dr. Ed Davis. He's absolutely one of my Ed heroes, someone I admire, I look up to, 
In some ways, I fashion myself after him as a superintendent. Dr. Davis would stand at the monthly principals meeting and talk to the principals in the school system, Union County Public Schools, and he would face the principals each month. It seemed like he said it every single month. He was superintendent, I believe, for seven years. I was a principal for the entirety of his tenure. And he would stand in front of us and he would say, ladies and gentlemen, I would much rather have to rein you in than to light a fire. I'd much rather have to rein you in than to light a fire. And what he was saying is, I would much rather you take the initiative and handle a problem or support a teacher or throw out a creative solution or do something. And it'd be something that he would have to come back and say, you know, we may not be able to do that, or maybe we need to pull that back, or maybe we need to rein that in. He said he'd much rather do that than have a principal who wasn't doing anything, who wasn't addressing an issue. He'd rather rein us in than light a fire. You see, initiative activates the light. It's taking the step. It's being willing to begin. You know, really, initiative is the first step to anywhere we want to go. Initiative's the first step to helping students reach their potential. It's the first step to being able to do the things we need to do in this moment with understanding what social distancing means and understanding how to encourage the use of masks in our buildings and helping students and staff members get used to it. It's taking the step towards ensuring that we have the proper signage and making sure we're encouraging hand washing and all the things we have to do. It's taking the step to dig deep into the guidance documents and really understand them and not push it away because it's going to be hard work. Initiative is that first step. You know, in many ways, initiative closes the door to fear. There may be something we're worried about doing or we're worried about an outcome, and it almost paralyzes us. It keeps us from moving forward. But when we take the initiative, when we take that first step, the fear subsides. A few years back, superintendents were invited to apply to be able to skydive with the United States Army Golden Knights. What an incredible opportunity. Now, I don't know that many superintendents actually applied. I did. I had never skydived. I always thought that would be really cool, but hadn't really thought much past it. Until I found myself at the U.S. Army's Golden Knights base, putting on a yellow jumpsuit meeting the jump master, who is going to ensure that going up in the plane, I came down safely because I was going to be clipped to her. And she went through the safety briefing. I watched the video. I signed the paperwork. We went out to the plane. It was exciting. I was having so much fun. They were videoing it, and so I have the video so I could share that with my family and friends. We get on the plane, and the excitement's building. And then the plane takes off. In the plane, there were two other people who were skydiving. One was someone I didn't know, and the third was another superintendent who's since retired in our state. His name is Dr. Michael Bracey. And Dr. Bracey looked across the plane, caught my eyes, and he saw in my eyes the same thing I saw in his eyes, fear. The higher we went, it just began to grip me. And I'm doing everything I can to maintain a courageous look on my face. And they're doing this video and they ask me how I feel and, and what I think about it. And I'm 
giving some sort of platitude about being courageous and going for it and that sort of thing. And inside, I'm not feeling that at all. And as we get to the jump height, the first person jumps, the second person jumps, and it just so worked out that I was going to be the last person attached to the jump master who would jump from the plane. I was so covered in fear, I couldn't make myself move forward. I felt like I was going to turn into the person who just looked back at the jump master and said, I can't do this. Take me back down. I refused to allow myself to be that person as much as I wanted to. And I found myself at the edge of the plane and heard the jump master giving the countdown. Three, two, one. And I took the step. I was filled with fear, my friends, but I took the step. And what happened? But the moment I took the first step, the fear was gone. In that moment, suddenly was the excitement of this skydive. Suddenly was the rush of adrenaline and this feel of, oh my goodness, this is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen as we're coming down through the sky. That first step erased the fear. And that's true of so many things in this world. That's true of so many things in our work. Taking the first step allows us to close the door to fear and to move forward. We all have fears. The question, of course, is whether we're going to control those fears or allow them to control us. Whether we're going to take that first step. Whether we're going to be the person who takes initiative. Initiative opens doors for us. Doors of opportunity. When there's an opportunity for us, if we don't take the initiative, we miss out on it. When there's an opportunity for our students and we don't take the initiative, we miss out on it. Whether it's writing a grant application or submitting an application to present at a conference or going on to Donors Choose and listing what we might need for our classroom, if we don't take the step, if we don't take the initiative, we miss the opportunity. My friend, the light is lit by our beliefs. It's energized by our passion but it's activated through and by our initiative. Thank you for taking the initiative to be a part of this special series for sharing your feedback. I absolutely love that. I would encourage you to do that. Thank you for making a difference. My friends, keep shining the light. Good day. Thank you for listening to the Ad Leader Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast and consider leaving a review with five stars on Apple Podcasts so that we may continue to grow the Ed Leader community. We hope that you have enjoyed your time with Dr. Jackson. Until next time.